Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. The goal of this podcast is for us to bring you really freaking cool people who are doing stuff that's fundamentally unique and different in financial services, especially when it comes to marketing. Now, LinkedIn is a great place, and I know all of you know that. I say this stuff all the time. But I get to meet really, really neat people. And I did. I got to meet uh, this, these business partners. They're, they're, they're partners in a company called Advisor Roots, which we're going to talk a little bit about. And it's Fresh Fatahi and Ben Darren. Okay, so we're going to talk to both of them today. And it was just really neat because they really did have, surprisingly enough, a fresh approach uh, to what digital marketing really should be in financial services. And they're really trying to be disruptors, which is a, we're huge fans of here. So Ben, Fresh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. We're happy to be here. Thank you. All right, let's dive in. First off, what, what the heck is Advisor Roots? Why should I care? <laughs> <laughs> Advisor Roots is a unique approach to being a creative partner for independent financial services professionals, insurance producers, attorneys, and CPAs in the field. We found that they are often underserved, or when they go out and request an RFP, they're given apples, oranges, potatoes, Brussels sprouts, but the common thread is all of those things can go rotten, and the project can go awry, it can never get finished, or it perhaps can cost a ton of money unnecessarily. So we created Advisor Roots to provide a cost-effective solution to help advisors tell their story online in a clear and concise way. Hmm. How did you two meet? <laughs> That's a good question. Ben, do you wanna, do you wanna take that? Yeah, so I uh, went to film school and met one of my best friends there in Indiana. And we you know, went through life and stayed in touch and I had flown out to Los Angeles back in 2017 to visit her. And on my way back, she sends me an email and it's like, oh, I have this website lead for you. She was working at WeWork at the time on their community team. So she was really able to interact with a lot of different people. And that's how she met Fresh. And she's like this, she's awesome. You'll love working with her. And so we started remotely. I was living in Ohio at the time and I remotely built Fresh's consulting website. And then from there, it just over the years, we kept working together on projects. And here we are today, business partners. Well, let's break that down just a little bit more. So I'm going to, Ben, I'm going to stick this with you. So film school. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're in a different direction, my friend. So tell me a little bit about the story about, about how you got to where you are now, please. I grew up on a farm, so my in rural Ohio. So my story is a, probably a bit different, but I knew from a young age that I didn't want to take over the farm, even though that was pretty expected of me. And so I would work during the summers on the farm. And in the fifth grade, I bought a, my first computer so I could learn like graphic design and web. And I was very fortunate, like my parents, the way their business and farm went allowed me to use like a lot of the skills that I learned in marketing and design and web. And so through the years, that was 
cool to be able to help them and and see how that actually changes things in real life instead of just school. And I went on to work at a summer camp on a media team and felt like film's the thing I don't know. And I knew I didn't want to go into movies, but I felt like it would be a good background for me to have in the marketing world. And so from there, I, you know, was able to move on to a lot of different roles in sales, in marketing, and eventually landed on web and started freelancing and turned that into my own business, working with small business clients, because that's where I was most comfortable. It's where I knew I could make a difference. So that's how, you know, film was awesome. It was really interesting and it crosses over now, you know, now we're doing live video and podcasts and you learn all about audio and video in film school, but also media management. And the thing I like about web is that it brings all of that together. It's really like the collection of all of those different mediums. So it was a really good experience. Well, and on top of that, like you want to tell stories, right? And as, as Fresh said right at the top, that, that's what you guys are trying to do. You're trying to help financial services professionals, state planning attorneys and CPAs tell their story and insurance professionals tell a story because that's what people connect with, right? People connect with what, who you are, what you do is really almost irrelevant because not to be mean, but a lot of this stuff can be gotten from a robot, right? Yes. And so, uh, you know, that that's, uh, but what, what they can't get from a robot is, is a real person who actually cares, who wants you to achieve whatever you want to achieve. Okay, Fresh, you're up. Tell us your story. I want to know what, how, uh, what, what led you. I landed in the insurance world on accident, actually. Um, I ended up doing a internship for one of the largest producers that's still around today. I just did that for college credits, but learned about the industry through him. I took a little time away and my degrees in finance. So I went and worked for Sony Pictures, Universal Music Group, and Capitol Records in their finance departments. It was the perfect blend of using my skill set, but also having access to creatives. And in 2015, called up my old boss and said, Hey, do you guys need help? He said, We are starting a startup, but we are also very busy with life cases that we're pushing through. So why don't you come on back and you can support us? So I had firsthand exposure to what a startup looks like within our industry. And the common thread that I found was advisors are always looking to find where their next client's going to come from. So in 2017, I created a consulting company and that was when Ben and I crossed paths. Throughout the years, we have worked with so many different, I call them partners, strategic partners versus vendors that can fulfill the pieces that we don't know how to do. And then in 2020, we decided to roll everybody up under one umbrella and create advisor roots. All right, let's talk about marketing. Let's get down to the brass tacks here because I, that's what the show's about and that's why I wanted you guys on because I think you really do have a fresh approach to this. And so, Fresh, I'm going to ask you this first question here, which is what do you see as the biggest mistake that, that financial services professionals are making just flat out today? We have found that people often buy what's sold to them at a specific pain point. So we will see people who are sold LinkedIn services, website services, but maybe that's not the first thing that they actually need to do. So they'll get on those on their LinkedIn profile and they'll start using what they've learned without updating their profile first. And unfortunately, a lot of times they're taught post frequently or plug into this automated service that's going to post on your behalf. But at the end of the day, nobody cares about all the information that you know 
They want to know more about you and all of those in-between moments. We found that advisors need to, they really need to become more personal in order to become effective in ongoing relationships and building awareness. This is critical if you don't want to become a commoditized salesperson. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So Fresh, I'll ask you this, and then Ben, I'm going to tee you up for a good one here in a minute. What happens if the advisors, and we face this often, don't feel like they have anything that's noteworthy for people to get to know them. What, what do you say to people like that? We actually have found that most advisors that we come across are very interesting people, but they're not sure where to get started with content. So we really like to get to know who the advisor is and what is their why. Why do they get into this industry? And advisors who tell us that it's for the money, we immediately say we're not a good fit for you because you don't have anything interesting to share. It's nice looking under the hood. And that's one of the reasons why I love podcasting as much as I do. It's because you can really get somewhere if you shut up, listen, ask the right questions and allow them to become themselves, right? I think that's pretty freaking cool. But things have changed, right? I mean, they really have. We're now post-lockdown, at least in North America. Uh, my Canadian uh, friends, they're not entirely post-lockdown yet as of the time we record this. But Ben, what what is the future of social media look like? I mean, have, have things fundamentally changed enough or is what they've been doing going to be good enough? Oh, no, everything's changed uh, over the last year or so. I think before we saw a lot of advisors and, and organizations just trying to get online or trying to have a simple presence and or thought that they could do it themselves. And now that doesn't really work, unfortunately. It comes back to branding and and having a really strong brand presence and being authentic. But I think especially in social media, things are, have really shifted because now there's so many more people online that it's really noisy. And we've seen engagement start dropping off and people being less and less online. Brands realize that they can just throw a lot of money towards the problem and run ads. And so that's really caused a big fundamental shift on social media where now like the general public is tired. They're not on as much because they know that they're just being sold to and it really goes back to storytelling. No one's telling their story. They just want to, you know, pay the ad, get it's they've tr turned it into a transactional relationship instead of a really like long-term relationship that it is meant to be. And so I I think we've seen not only it is it matter like what your presence is online, but also how you're treating it. Are you trying to just like get the next sale cuz that's not really going to of course, you can throw a lot of money at that and maybe get something in return. But I think at this point in this industry that we're in, it is about relationships and continuing to make those, but also foster your existing relationships. So I think you have to be way more authentic and really tell your story instead of just throwing things on the wall and seeing, does anyone like this? Does anyone comment on it? How many likes did I get? Uh, that type of thing. We have to deal with that from an objection standpoint often, not, not necessarily just in the sales process here, but also with, with some clients because they're like, well, 
I need to get 10,000 people listening to my podcast every single solitary podcast. No, no, you don't. You need like 50 good ones, right? Um, and, you know, I just want full disclosure for everybody. I did not like tee Ben up to say a couple of those things, but I have to highlight some of the things you said. There is so much noise. Our whole goal here at Proudmouth is to help people rise above the noise and be their own loud. That's it. That's who we are. That's what we do. That's why we wake up every morning because there are those experts, guys. There's those experts who really should be the ones who are being listened to, but there's so much crap out there and you have to be able to, how do you separate yourself, which is real. Okay, so, so that, that's gonna lead me right in my next question here. So Fresh, let's talk about this, right? What are the first steps? That's where everybody falls down. They'll take these missteps that you said previously, but they don't know where to even begin. Help us with that. Everybody comes to us with a desire for a distribution strategy. They all want to know, how do I create a, an email marketing campaign? But maybe they don't even have a CRM in place. They want to know, how do I get more active on LinkedIn? But they haven't updated their profile. So before you start social media marketing, you really need to make sure that the place that you're driving your audience back to is very clear. And that's often your website. The whole process, it's very involved, includes corporate identity, identifying your who, like who you serve, what you do and how you do it and why you're different, your visual branding, and then figuring out how you're going to tell your story. It's important that across the board, everything is consistent and extremely clear so that people stay engaged. And if you're not sure where to start, one way you can start is by getting proposals and kind of learning the language. Um, we also offer something too, but I, we'll go into that later. I think too, the other thing that I would say for getting started is not being afraid. Sometimes we see people that just don't even try. So like they have no presence or they aren't sure about the right medium. And really like, you're not gonna blow anything up. I mean, obviously there's like compliance issues and things like that that you do need to be aware of, but sometimes there's just no even strategy or brainstorming happening. And so sometimes it's just starting there or being open to trying different mediums. A lot of people think, oh, I have to be on LinkedIn or I have to be on Facebook or do email campaigns, but those are the noisiest platforms. So you can also be strategic with it. And sometimes that's us guiding people mm -hmm. to, yeah, maybe try a podcast because that's a different medium that not every single advisor is on, or maybe try YouTube, you know, like it, it could work for you, especially if we can figure out their story and help them tell that in a really intriguing way. There's a, a gentleman who has really blown up on, on LinkedIn. His name is Anthony Russo, and he started making funny videos. He's a financial advisor and um, he has characters. This guy's really actually quite talented from an acting perspective. He, he'll probably get a sad card soon. Uh, but anyway, the fun part about it is, is he was nobody. And now he's got tens of thousands of people following him. And a lot of them are actually advisors because they did exactly what both of you guys said there is he's himself. 
right? He is, people want to engage with him. He's got a really funny Uncle Jimmy or something like that, where he wears this bright yellow jumpsuit. And, you know, he's talking about, you know, how whole life insurance is the key to everything, right? And so it's funny to watch these characters, but he took the first step. And I'll tell you right now, his first video stunk. And he'll even admit to this, but he just got better over time. And the neat thing about it is, is you can go back and you can watch his first videos because he didn't take them down and watch his progress as just a human. And that's one of the things that we love about podcasting is your first 10 podcasts, no matter how much coaching we give you, you're not going to be as good as your 50th podcast, your 100th podcast, right? Because you're comfortable with it. This is your medium. You now own it. You understand the expectations. And I think that's super powerful. But compliance is a big issue. So I'm going to I'm going to start this next question with the fact that that is the still the, the most difficult way to work with us here at Proudmouth, and I'm sure with you guys, is overcoming this fear that advisors have about compliance. But there are solutions to this, and those solutions are pre-made, pre-approved stuff that's out there. Let's tell me, Ben, I'm gonna turn this over to you. What do you think about that stuff? Because it's easy and it's compliant. Yeah, you know, I think if we were two or three years ago, that was a great solution because it wasn't as noisy. It was still new. And so it wasn't as overshared, but now it, you know, whether you're talking about a pre-made website template or pre-made social posts or pre-made whatever um, you're buying, it all goes back to that noise level. And it's not like other advisors are really grabbing those things and sure they may change the colors or their logo, but the content's the same. And we all know how small our world is, no matter where you're at. Like I lived in LA for years. I've lived in Austin now for a couple years and no matter where I'm at, I run into people. And it's just like that online. Our world is so much smaller than we think it is. And so when you're resharing the same thing that the other five advisors are sharing, people are going to notice that and that value goes down. It's also hurting just general, it's it's adding the pollution to that noise online where you're not only hurting your own reputation, but you're really hurting the whole industry as a whole because the more noise we put out, the less likely the general public or people that could be interested in your story are to ever engage because they're just tired. So there's that issue. Obviously, it's easy because it's done for you. It is really, it's already gone through compliance, so you can just start using it. But it kind of goes back to what Fresh was saying at the beginning. You know, everyone thinks that they need to post so much, but it's really quality over quantity. So take the time, maybe put out one post a week instead of five. And if it's more authentic, you're going to see a way higher engagement same when it comes to like your branding and website if your website looks just like someone else's or it uses you changed a few words from the template it's not telling your story you look like everyone else and that's going to come across when you're engaging with prospects or current clients they're not going to feel like it's personal or really your company it's going to feel like something you just bought so yeah the algorithms don't like it either. So let's get granular on this, right? So if you're reposting other people's content and you're trying to pull it off as your own, the algorithms on social know that and they're going to bury it because it's not social. We have to remember 
I want everybody to just pause for a moment. And both Fresh and Ben are talking about the social component, your real engagement, your real stories, your true self. That's what social wants. Social doesn't want other people's stuff. You know, so Ben, I've told the story a couple of times, but it's applicable here. I had an advisor at the previous company that I had worked with, and we used to offer something called a weekly market commentary. And it was pre-approved. Um, and it was actually very, very well written. Uh, it was written actually by the, the, the partner in the firm. Mm. And, and an advisor was called me and he was very, very upset. And he said, oh my God, I had a client send me from another advisor, the same weekly market commentary. And he said, and I've been playing this off as this is my own forever. And I was like, Ooh. So, you know, I went back and I talked to the powers that be there and I was like, I don't know how to really address this, but we absolutely address that. Now, the other story is we had an advisor who had gotten an inbound lead, a, a woman who called off of a, a lead magnet, basically, you know, it's about a Roth conversion. All right. So, so, which by the way, of course, you guys know this is a very, very popular topic right now, but it wasn't in line with what this advisor actually wanted to do. And so this woman is going, she's like, I'm ready to go. It's so much fun. You know, yeah, great, great, great. And then they got into the brass tacks and, and he was like, really? I, I actually don't believe that. And she's like, what are you talking about? All these emails came from you, right? And it was a technique that, that he didn't do. He was actually, so this was a, it was a, financial planning technique and he actually was more of an insurance solution so he actually didn't he wasn't even able to do what the, <laughs> the the thing was right that's freaking brutal yeah all right well and i think too the so we've been talking about the social aspect there's a couple different aspects so one i'll touch on and then i'll let fresh talk on one but one is seo that's the other big sell that we see people buy into is that they want better SEO. And then when they come to us and they have no original content on their blog, not even a blog, nothing other than just their basic website. So they'll tend to buy those services that are just like that, their lead magnets or content. And it's the same issue with Google. Google is smart. It knows that this is on a hundred other sites and it's not gonna help your SEO at all. And then the other thing is really like what you said about is it the right fit client? Is it even attracting the right fit for you? And what does that do to your like operations side? Fresh, I'm thinking of the story of our um, prospect where they send out, you know, all those mailers. Do you want to tell that story of of how they were kind of going about that? Yeah, absolutely. We had a client or a, a prospect come to us, and they were very interested in a proposal. And they said, we are going to spend a lot of money on a new website, a lot of money on SEO. And I said, well, what are you currently doing? And what's who's your target audience? We un unveiled that they're looking to connect with other financial advisors that don't offer their service. That's where the good referrals come from. I said, well, what are you doing right now? They said, we are in the New York area. We're sending out 20,000 postcards a month. I said, how is that going for you? And he said, well, my staff is answering a lot of questions, but it's not converting to any business. And so that kind of turned on the light bulb that we really need to spend some time on developing out a right fit client, who this best serves, and create an FAQ section. So if you do actually want to continue sending out those postcards, it will drive you directly there rather than to a person. So ultimately, you're creating a filtering process. Either you're doing that upfront 
by spending the time behind the scenes writing good content and telling your story in a clear way, or you're doing it on the back end by paying an employee to handle this for you and driving them insane. <laughs> yeah, marketing uh, marketing positions and organizations don't last very long from what we found. All right, but you just opened a can of worms there, Fresh, and let's, let's uh, chase this rabbit just a little bit more. How do professional financial services professionals create original content, stay interesting without bogging themselves down? The irony behind this is a lot of times they already have what they need to share within them without going and finding it somewhere. So we have found that in order to stay interesting, you need to be writing, you need to be recording yourself such as on a podcast or creating video content so that people can learn more about who you are and what you do and they can learn about it when they want to. And all of this should live on a beautifully branded on a beautifully branded platform such as your website and then be shared from there. So it's driving the audience back towards you. You wanna stay top of mind. But again, uh, if you already have the content on a video or in a podcast, there's ways to take snippets of each of those and create really valuable content where you're not engaging someone for very long. Look at TikTok, you're creating very short snippets. You know, I could watch, sit there and watch animal videos all day long and be waste hours looking at different people's channels. <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that. It's entertaining. So how do you create maybe not your animal, but you could include your animal on LinkedIn and create interesting content where people actually want to continue watching it and they want to learn more about you. I just interviewed somebody. Uh, oh my God, it was this morning. I just interviewed this guy. Before. <laughs> he canceled on me four times because he was so nervous about being on the show, right? Okay. And yeah, I mean, now he's, he's 76 years old. All right. And he's never done anything like this, which I totally understand being, you know, being interviewed in a medium that you're not familiar with can be nervous, nerve wracking. And, and I said, you know, I, I don't really know how else to say this, but you've been a financial advisor for 51 years. You don't think that you're going to say really great, super awesome stuff. And then, so he had written a book, right? So fresh, you just talk, you know, some people have this stuff already done, but they don't know how to distribute it. They don't know how to get their thought leadership out there. And so I used the book, the chapters of the book as my line of questioning. And the minute I did that, his stress level went way down. And oh my God, this guy was phenomenal. And he said to me, which is my last question in, in either one of you, you guys fight over who's going to answer this if you want, which would be a lot of fun, you know, and pity <laughs> against each other. But, you know, he says, I don't like self-promoting myself. Have you guys heard that in, in this, in advisor roots? I mean, do you run into a financial services professionals, CPAs or state plan insurance or, or insurance professionals who they're concerned that this is going to come across as being too self-promoting. Oh, you're both nodding. Nobody yeah. can see that, by the way. So I'm just going to play by play here. All right, who's taking that one? I'll take it. I'll start. I'm sure we both have different thoughts, but I mean, I feel like we feel that as well. Like, it, I think it's so common. I don't think it's that unheard of, actually, because a lot of people we work with feel feel that way, ourselves included. I know. I don't like posting on social for that reason. And so it's been like this 
our own journey has looked a bit different of a lot of the things we're doing for our advisors we're having to do for ourselves and when you go through that you realize more of the human side of it of oh i have to put myself out there or oh people are going to see me or hear my voice or it's going to be tied back to my name and you think there there can be a lot of anxiety around that really of is this the right thing to say is it not and yeah, I think it just takes practice and letting go that you have to be perfect. That's the other thing about social media that's built up is that everything has to be perfect. Your office background has to be perfect. The what you wear, like literally everything. And that is not the case. The most entertaining or helpful content is when you're really real. And most of our offices, I mean, we're all working from home right now. So like most of our offices have pets or RMS behind us and things like that. Like people relate to that more than actually this like fake lifestyle that you put on. So I think it's really common. And I think it's just a practice of being okay and putting yourself out there and being okay with it, not being perfect. I agree. I remember when there was a lot of hype around having typos in your posts. Do you guys remember that? Mm -hmm where if you had one in there, people realized it was actually you writing the thing and you overlooked something and you were actually a real person. <laughs> but we do come across this issue frequently. And I think what it boils down to is if you are in alignment with being who you are authentically, all that you're doing by talking about some of this is driving awareness for your clients to know it's available to them. So if they don't know about it, they can't take any action on it. If they know that you offer something that they've been looking for, they need to know that that's something that you do and that you're personable and relatable and you're not going to make them feel stupid. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. One of the systems that we have in place here is our first four, three to five podcasts are rather formatted. And, and the reason why is because our advisors have had such great success sending these out to existing clients because it talks about you know who they are, what they do, what makes them unique and different, their philosophy, all of this stuff. And there have been people who, because of that, I, I mean, I like to use the word vulnerability, uh, right? The, the realness, the conversational aspect of that made people do more business because it's easier you know, to market inside your book of business than it is outside of your book of business because it's so much harder to get a new client because of all the noise and stuff we talked about. Okay. So guys, first off, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This was fun. This was great. Good information, important information. You know, I'm hoping that you proverbially slap some people around a little bit to make them realize that they, they really have to do something different, right? It, it's This is not the same world post-pandemic. By the way, it wasn't really the same world pre-pandemic, but this has really opened our eyes uh, to the fact that, you know, what really needs to happen digitally and from a really good foundational marketing standpoint has fundamentally changed. If somebody wants to reach out to you and find out a little bit more about how they can get engaged with Advisor Roots, what's the best way for them to reach out? Oh, we would love to speak with anyone who is not quite sure where to go or they're not sure that their website is as optimized as it could be. So we have a discovery process. Um, however, before we do a discovery process, we love doing a free consultation. And you can do that by going to our website advisorroots.com. That's with two R's. And then click hire us and you can book a call right through there. 
And we will make sure that we have the links to that in our show notes and also links to both of your social media profiles. Uh, so haha, if you didn't know you, I, I'm totally going to do that for both of you uh, because you guys are posting good stuff. Like I love interacting with you guys online. It's nice. Again, you guys are who you are and, and it comes through not only that you're comfortable in your own skin, but even more importantly, you help other people get comfortable in their own skin. So fresh Ben, thanks for being guests on the show. Thank you. Thank you. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe to this darn thing. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, give us a quick review on iTunes. Uh, we don't usually ask for that, but I figure what the hell I might as well do it now. And if you know somebody who really needs, so let's break some of this stuff down. Needs somebody who's going to give them real consultation on marketing, not just a product that you purchase, right? That's why you want to go ahead and reach out to Advisor Roots. If you want to have somebody who's going to help you become authentically yourself online to truly engage with your ideal client, which they're going to help you figure out and communicate directly to them in the media, which they prefer, please reach out to Advisor Roots. And finally, if you don't know where to begin, right, that this still seems terribly overwhelming, please set up a call with them. Let them help figure out where you are and then give you some guidance on where you can be. So for all of us here at Proudmouth and everybody at Advisor Roots, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to learn more about how you can be your own loud, visit our website, read our blog posts, attend our educational webinars, and sign up for our new Influence Accelerator Academy, where you too can learn how to truly be an influencer in your space. Have a wonderful day.